Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. It is the 17th of June, 2021. This is a COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with David Scott. How's the day, Scotty? It's great, and it's great to have you back here driving the podcast. You're a much better driver. I was not. Yeah, I wasn't here yesterday. No, you weren't. Let's get it back on track together, shall we? Okay, it was a down day for the local market. The XJO off by about four-tenths of a percent, 27.7359. But as you were right to point out to me when we got on air just before four, coming off all-time highs. Yeah, can't get too uh, downbeat after you've hit uh, three consecutive uh, no, all-time highs in a row, but uh, that's, uh, that's life. And uh, your uh, green shirt today, your premonition <laughs> about the market didn't quite come to fruition. Can't be but, right all the time, Scotty. Yeah, but look, uh, no, financials index is, uh, is almost going, uh, ready to go and touch all-time highs, so look, everything's not, uh, not downbeat. Yeah, just a, a note, as the market was closing, there was an outage that was affecting many corporates, not just here, but uh, on offshore uh, offshore as well, but we are getting word that is a, an outage linked to one particular company. So we're not going to over-egg this, but it will likely factor into conversation tomorrow. Yeah. In terms of some of the equity moves, we saw, well, interesting, Whitehaven coming out, flagging production difficulties down by close to 12%, Redbubble down by close to 8%, Northern Star as well. Uh, we, though, saw Nuix looking pretty good. It was up by about 6%. Computer share as well, up by about 5%. Yeah. Um, interesting moves. Uh, Newix, you just got to put it down to you know, oh. like day trading. Honestly, yeah. it's one of those stocks at the moment where there's so much uncertainty out there. Change of management might be a change of fortunes for the company. Uh, interesting to see what's, uh, what's happening in some of those other names as well. Uh, lots of volatility. We had options expiry today, both at the, uh, the index and the individual stock level as well, which caused a bit of uh, no, intraday volatility up until midday. It did. And uh, pretty... Big volumes going through, at least comparatively speaking. And uh, on Northern Star, uh, we did have uh, a bit of a uh, an update coming through on the current LP. I need my glasses <laughs> at this stage of the game on it's a It's been Thursday. a very long day. Yeah, boy. And uh, that yeah. Uh, potentially well, weighing on the share price. Yeah, look... Uh 
Whitehead and Cole was an interesting one. I've, uh, I went and wrote my bullish uh, thesis yesterday, so here's the opportunity to buy the dip if you are you know, thinking along those same lines. With the gold miners, gold absolutely hammered last night. We saw that big uh, you know, move up in real yields in the States. The US dollar also rallied, so it's not surprising. Not only uh, Northern Star, but you know, all those gold miners absolutely slammed today. I'm going to hold off on getting into the macro for now. I think we should go to 7 West Media. It did really well today, up by close to 27% after upgrading its full-year earnings. It's seeing the ad market come back as the economy recovers, and it was the stock of the day. So let's hear what Kashi and his guests had to say about 7 West Media. Some valuations, it's actually pretty good to see a company like this, an incumbent that's actually trading at a reasonable multiple. For me, I'd probably like to see, you know, the full year earnings and really get a shake out of those costs. They said they're going to come in at the lower end of the range, which is always reassuring. Um, but still, you know, that cash flow comes comes in, they can do more with it, you know, reinvest back in the business or even, you know, dare I say it, maybe even a dividend in a, in a couple of years if things keep going this way. So all things considered, a very positive result for me. For the company to announce a result like this and for the share price to react, I think at the moment it's up more than 10%. Mm. That's telling us that that it was, in my opinion, probably a bit too cheap um, coming into to this announcement. So yeah. I think the share price will continue on. I think as long as, if I look at the chart, as long as it stays above 44 cents, I'd say that this downtrend from the last few months is probably uh, over, uh, yeah. and I think the share price will appreciate. So the short of it is, I'd be happy to buy it here if it stays okay. at forty-four cents. Right. Close but no cigar. Came <laughs> within a whisker, so a hold and a buy, buying momentum. Uh, so not quite making it into the portfolio. Although I do believe Koshi is quite bullish on the stock. Well, we'll leave that one there. Owen Raskovitz and uh, Michael Gable there. Just sticking with equities, uh, we spoke with Marcus Bogdan from Blackmore Capital where he is finding value and he is taking a bit of a defensive tack, also thinking about dividends. You can access that via the show notes. Dividends was on the agenda as well with Ausbill's Michael Price. And the other interview that's been highlighted in the newsletter, at least, is with the Northman trader, Sven Hendrick. So that takes us to the FOMC. What was your view today in the newsletter today, Scotty? Uh, look, uh, everyone loves uh, Jay Powell. And, uh, look, I've got a lot of time for him. He's done a pretty good job, but uh, he's becoming a little bit uh, unreliable uh, in my How opinion. So? Well, remember last uh, meeting, you were saying, oh, it's, it's too early to be talking about talking about tapering. Then literally, like, no, a couple of days after that speech, everyone's talking about tapering. All the Fed members are walking out, oh, we're talking about tapering. And then all of a sudden, we're talking about tapering. Now it's confirmed, so we know that it's a live discussion. And uh, I just found it interesting uh, overnight when uh, the Fed decision came out and very hawkish tilt when it comes to those projections, particularly for the Fed's fund rate uh, from individual FOMC members. And he's like, oh, I just treat it with a grain of salt. You know, it's, uh, there's so much uncertainty out there. Trust me, we're not going to be doing anything for a long time. Well, Unky J, uh, based on your previous form, uh, you seem to go and just uh, change tack really quickly. So what's to say he won't just become really hawkish all of a sudden? I'm not suggesting it will, but it's just... Uh, I think it's all part of the plan. I don't totally disagree with you, but uh, a month is a time period. There's been a lot of data come out in that month. I think that those Fed speakers are given quite, quite a lot of, um, of rain, of, of birth, mm. to start putting this talk out into the market. None of them have said that we're really ready for taper. I mean, there were hints of it coming from some of the Fed members, but they're not, and none of them are sort of saying that, that uh, tapering is nigh, but I do think it's part of the grand plan to communicate and to reaffirm the communication and to keep saying it to warm the market up. 
Potentially, but uh, I think it would be far better coming from the Federal Reserve Chair about uh, what the mindset is, I know, from the um, quorum of the group rather than hearing from individual members. So I'd like to go and see be the leader, not the lagger when it comes to a policy certainty. I know it's maybe part of a game, but it's a game that markets will not like in the end, particularly when it gets tied to this tightening process. Unless they do a good job of communicating. There's that. There's that. Um Option. We'll see how markets trade tonight. Mm. I know you smile. You should see the smile he's got on his face right now. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not saying that markets will uh, react one way or the other, but um, yeah, I think the Fed's uh, going to be talking lots. Yeah, and talking talking taper lots. Yeah, they will be. But you've got to be very careful with valuations where they sit at the moment. Uh, people say like, "Oh no, the markets went and coped well last time when the tapering discussion took place." Yeah, folks, uh, that's when stock valuations were about uh, probably a third less than where they sit now. Um, so you can see why. I, I want them to be dead certain with their communications and they none of this waffle, none of this central bank games, I'd like to see certainty. Otherwise, you have the risk that you will get a panic. Regardless, I think investors, and that's what we try to do on Ausbiz, is just bring both sides of the story. And the bottom line is, is that you need to be aware that there is a change of foot. Vaccines are rolling out around the world. Economic data is improving. We saw it in that jobs data here in Australia. Our central bank still saying that there is no need to move on rates till 2024, that there is Lots of progress to be made on jobs and wages. Again, if you could see Scotty's face. So, yeah, will our own central bank have to start changing its language or else risk losing credibility? Oh, look, I've been really opinionated already, so I might as well keep down that path. Absolutely, they're going to have to go and change. Uh, I think in hindsight, uh, Dr. Lowe may have wanted to go and uh, do that speech a little bit later in the day because uh, coming across, it was very dovish, very cautious, and then we get uh, this blowout uh, jobs yeah, but report. It's not like the RBA didn't know that we had a jobs read coming. Yeah, I know, and that's part of the communication process, and this is why it needs to be finally managed. Uh, you know, in hindsight, maybe it would have been better to go and do it on another occasion. Obviously, you can't go and set I know, certain agendas when it comes to these things. This is a, a, a rural I know, a meeting when it comes to Toowoomba. Uh, so obviously, you know, prearranged. But uh, no, really dovish. And then you had like probably the most hawkish jobs report we've seen in <laughs> yep. ever, I dare would say. Uh, and that's really going to go and have some uh, ramifications. I think it's an absolute dead certainty now that the uh, RBA will not go and extend yield curve control. Yeah. And that QE program uh, could be uh, scaled back significantly. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But I think that the RBA is going to wait to hear what the Fed says. And uh, Didn't we hear what the Fed said last night? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> The Fed is the Fed. Okay, devil's advocate. Um, so let's let's uh, let's talk about what we are expecting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if we see ripples of last night's Fed meeting continuing to drive price action in financial markets. If we start to see, uh, you know, that yield story change at all in the U.S. But we've got U.S. jobless claims number again. It's forecast to drop to a post-pandemic low. Here's hoping it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want this economic data mm-hmm. to to be. W- Economic data is going to improve. We're going to see rates rise, people. Just take that into consideration. What the actual timeline is, I suppose we will find out. I think more and more so when we get um, data points coming between now and Jackson Hall in terms of the US. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, I want to see economic data that's wrong. That's why I'm, I'm you know, encouraged to go and see longer uh, and high bond yields longer term and things like yeah. that because it means that the economy is recovering. That's what we want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, on the agenda here tomorrow, uh, we've had the, the big news come out today. It's a Friday. 
So uh, not a lot happening around the traps in terms of... Uh, Hallelujah. Yeah, in terms of economic data, uh, we do get a monetary policy statement tentatively out of Japan tomorrow. In terms of corporate calendar, we've got a Sydney Airport May traffic update, which I don't think is going to hold anything that is... Uh, to earth shattering, all things considered, we'll be keeping our eye on COVID, of course. Yeah. Here in New South Wales in particular. I don't want to create uh, too many premonitions, but I dare say that that could be a really pivotal number tomorrow when it comes to those New South Wales health uh, update when it comes around 11 a.m. this uh, tomorrow morning. Because just the ramifications, if we see borders close, New South Wales, right ahead of school holidays, it will have terrible implications, particularly for the tourism sector, particularly in Queensland and other parts of the country. All right, as we head to the London Open, the US dollar holding on to most of its post-FOMC gains. Uh, we will get little policy released in the Eurozone in the UK. The Australian dollar is trading well around 76.30 last time I looked, at least so setting us up for a really interesting night. So we'll keep an eye on it for you. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early. We're live from 8.30 a.m. If you're not a subscriber to our streaming service, you can do so via osbiz.com.au. Scotty, I'm out of here. Bring on Friday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.